at our early service, just before the service began, our reader came up to me trembling and said, I, I practiced the Old Testament reading and I don't quite know what to make of it. <laughs> it's a hard-hitting text. God is uh, rebuking his people. He's scolding them, it seems. But actually, he's encouraging them. He's trying to get them out of the way for what he wants to do. He asked them the question, why do you desire judgment? Why do you want there to be punishment brought upon your enemies or your neighbors? It is not light, but darkness. And so their prayers had become uh, for God to level out his punishment and his retribution on others. Then he says that I hate your worship, your offerings. And why would God hate their offerings and their worship? Why would he no longer want to hear their songs or experience their festivals that were supposed to be for him? Because it became all about them. All their worship, their offerings were directed toward their, themselves. <coughs> and were there to enrich themselves, to bless themselves. And so there was a stoppage of the flow of what God was trying to do through them out into the world. Their offerings became transactional. That if they gave their grain offerings, that they would sacrifice their animals, that God would hear them and they would bless them back. They've done excavations of the Temple Mount, and they have found that there have been, there were rivers of blood flowing out of the temple. So many animals were being sacrificed, which only affirms what scripture says, that there were rivers of blood that people were sacrificing in order to get God's attention and to receive a blessing from him. But God says he started to hate it. We have to be careful with that word hate because in our minds, it's a completely different thing. But in the Bible, it means that God is leaving it behind. It's in the rear view mirror. It is of no consequence to him. It doesn't matter. What do we say in New York? Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. I don't want your offerings. I don't want your prayers and your songs because it's all about you. It's all about enriching yourself. It's all self-directed. Even your sacrificial giving is for self and not for God and not to increase the flow of his love and grace out into the world. What does God want? He says, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And what is that? flow that God wants to come into our lives and out through our lives. It's a flow that starts on higher ground. It comes from heaven to earth. It flows down from God. It's directed toward us. And then it's directed through us toward the world. God wants justice to roll down upon this world. 
He wants his righteousness to flow like an ever-flowing stream to the world. This justice is not punishment for wrongdoing. It's a positive thing. It's a restorative thing. It's making every wrong right. It's making what is unfair fair. It's people being able to enjoy what God wants them to have. It's setting things right. And righteousness is very simple, very similar. It's making God's rightness, his goodness flow out into our lives and through our lives out into the world. That it would, the justice would roll down like waters and his righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Today is our Stewardship Sunday. We're talking about our time, how we use our time with the church, how we use our talents with the church, and how we use our treasure, our financial gifts to God. And we should think about all of those things. And since the images of, a, of great waters and ever-flowing streams, we should also remember our stewardship for creation this environmental justice that is knotted at here. We have a great shortage of fresh water now in, in the world uh, due to deforestation. The Colorado River that once used to reach all the way into the Gulf of Mexico no longer reaches it. The Amazon rainforest is being torn down at an unsustainable pace. The Amazon River the Amazon River is drying up. And we know how rainforests work. They're self-sustaining. The water is contained there, but it also goes up and it comes back down. And it becomes now the lungs of the world, breathing in oxygen, taking in carbon dioxide, and breathing out its lungs and life into the world. This also happened in Costa Rica nearly 50 years ago where they lost a third of their rainforest. It was threatening to destroy all the wildlife there and their economy. But they did something about it in 1984. They started to reverse that. And now it's even larger of a rainforest than ever before, increasing it by 50% just in the last 35 years. And so now the river Sierpe is able to flow the marshes are back, the waterways are back, and now the economy is actually benefiting. Everybody's benefiting by this great flow that is happening from higher ground where things are healthy and have healed down into all creation, just as God wants this flow to flow into our world through us. And so as we think about our stewardship, not only of creation, but of this church, how is St. Luke going to be part of the flow of God's grace and his love? How are we going to be a source for rightness and justice in the world to pray with those who have suffered great loss so that they can be restored or those who have been deeply wounded so that they can be healed? This is what God wants for justice to roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And so when we think about our gifts of time, talent, and treasure to the church, 
We're trying to unstop the flow, to not be so self-directed in our stewardship. And you have my promise that as we consider increasing our time that we invest in the church, our talents, our gifts in the church, and even our money into the church, that it's not to make St. Luke wealthier, but to expand our ministry, to have a larger outreach, to have a greater reach out into the community so that more and more people can know about the love of Christ, can know about the justice and righteousness that he promises, so that people can be healed, that people can have hope and encouragement in their lives. This is what it is all about. Just as we prayed earlier in the service, awaken us to the needs of others. Just like in our gospel reading, Jesus tells us to be awake to be alert, to be aware, to be conscious of the needs of others. And that's why we're here, to be part of that flow. Yes, to heal ourselves and to be enriched by the gospel, but also to multiply the reach that we have out in the community. As we consider maybe stepping up our stewardship, I want us to step up even our stewardship of the many gifts that we have here so I'm going to ask you to do something practical, which is share with your friends and family what's going on here at St. Luke. And it's easy to do. We can, you can get on Facebook and just simply like what you see on Facebook or share it with others. If you go to an event, share it on your Facebook page. I'm going to try to preach more and more relevant sermons. I want to preach things that meet the needs of people, that bring meaning and bring us hope in Christ. And so I'm starting a podcast that's on like 10 different platforms. All you have to do is, is subscribe and share it with your friends. If it's a message that you think might be meaningful to a friend or a family member, you can share it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, etc., etc. And it's not to make my name or St. Luke name great, it's to extend the hope and the healing and the saving power of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.